0: Our reading today is taken from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 18. And for our devotion, we'll focus on the first two verses of this text. And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them, you above all peoples, as it is this day. Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. Fellow redeemed in Christ, it was five hours sitting on a hard metal seat in a boat traveling on a river in South America. Five hours with only one brief stop. By the time we reached our destination, my legs were cramping, my back was aching, and I just couldn't sit any longer. I was warned before we started to wait for our guide to help us out of the boat when we arrived, while we had arrived on the riverbank. And he was out of the boat with two other people, and I just couldn't take sitting anymore. So I stepped out of the boat and promptly sank in the mud up to my mid-thighs. I didn't listen to the directions very well. It's not always my best trait. And I could still be there today covered completely in mud, but I was saved. (laughs) We live in a dangerous world, don't we? I'm not talking about sinking in mud on a riverbank, or slipping and falling in this beautiful snow. The danger that chases after us every day is spiritual. And to keep us from harming ourselves, sometimes physically, but always spiritually, God has given us very specific commands. It may seem strange to think about God's law as something that's good for us, for our good, but that's exactly what it is. In fact, our text tells us today, these commands are for our good. We're also told that these commandments are not optional. Listen again, what does the Lord your God require of you? To fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him. To serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes. Even though these commands are for your good, they're not optional, they're required. And you're required not just to do your best to follow them, but to follow them perfectly. Imagine taking a college course with those requirements. You not only have to study and know the material really well to get a good grade, you have to know all of the material by heart and get 100% correct on every quiz, on every test. And the grammar and the punctuation in your paper has to be perfect. And the paper has to follow the assignment perfectly and you don't have any chance to correct it. Once you've written it, it's written. And if you don't do all of those things, you fail. How would you do in that class? The requirements are impossible, aren't they? But God demands perfection. Jesus tells us in Matthew, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus says this in his Sermon on the Mount as he summarizes and explains God's law to this crowd of people. Be perfect Just like God. That's the price of your entry into heaven. Be perfect. Well, how have you done? When you don't do well on an exam, you might be able to convince your professor to give you back those few extra points that you need. Or maybe let you do an extra assignment to bring up your grade. But God doesn't accept failure. And you can't make up for it. Be perfect. You can't, and I can't. Our situation under God's law is desperate. We have no hope. On our own, the only option is failure and despair, for the wages of sin is death. And then we also know the punishment, don't we? Under God's law, failure means an eternity in hell, not just a void without God and everyone else there. Never-ending punishment for our sins. I can see that you're all thinking right now. I'm sure glad I came to chapel this morning for this uplifting message. But you know that's not the end of the story, don't you? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We know that we are. We know that we are not on our own. There is one who was able to follow God's law perfectly. There's one who did what God required. There's one who walked in all his ways, who loved God and served him with all his heart and with all his soul. There's one who kept God's commandments perfectly. And that one, Jesus Christ, kept all those commandments for you and for me. God demands perfection And we can't provide it. So Jesus is perfection for us. We sin. So Jesus took our sins on himself and gave us his perfection. In 1 Peter 3 we read, Christ also suffered once for our sins in our place. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. I was pretty fortunate As I sank in that mud by the river our guide reached out and he grabbed me and he kept me from sinking any farther and he pulled me out. There's a great picture of him scraping the mud off my leg and trying to make sure nothing had attached itself to me. He, watched, he washed me off, he helped me up and he never told me how stupid I was. I already knew and my motivation changed. I didn't I did what he told me for the rest of that trip, not because someone told me to, but because I was so thankful that he had pulled me out and saved me. Our motivation to follow God's law changes too when we know and believe that Jesus what Jesus did for us. He reached out and he pulled us from the sin that trapped us. He paid for our sins against God with his life, and we're washed clean by his blood. And so in faith and repentance, we follow God's law, not just because God says it's for our good, not just because he told us to, but also because we are so thankful for what Jesus did for us. As we leave here today and we're assaulted constantly by our own guilt for our sins, as our world grows colder and more hostile to God's truth. We look in faith to God's promises. We look to Jesus Christ who chose us before the foundation of this world, who became man and lived a perfect life in our place, who took all of our sins on himself and who died to pay our debt, and who also rose again to guarantee our eternal life. You are forgiven in faith for not following God's law perfectly. You are his, and heaven is yours. Amen.